This podcast is brought to you by Media8. Welcome to the Two Cripples, One Pair of Legs podcast, where every fortnight, your hosts, Adam Shepard and Natasha Price, take a long, hard look at the world through the eyes of two people who believe in grabbing life by the balls and squeezing tighter than Borat in a mankini. The good, the bad, the often cringeworthy, but most importantly, the hilarity that can and often does ensue. If you're looking for fluffy sunshine and rainbows, My Little Pony meets Care Bears type of purity, you've probably come to the wrong place. If you're after good conversation, warped humour, quick wit, a touch of sarcasm, two proud people with disabilities with the no holes barred, leave no stump unturned outlook on life, welcome home. Hello there. Greetings. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, I can't complain. Another week, another podcast. I know. I know. It's come around so quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. I know. Time flies when you're having fun. Or you're not having fun and you're just stressed to hell. (laughs) Well, yeah, there's that too, but you know. It's it's been a mix of fabulous highs and a few really frustrating lows this week, but Mm -hmm. it's um, it's been a good one. It's been overall. Yeah, yeah. Brisbane Marathon on the weekend. Oh, Brisbane Marathon, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, will, we will talk about that a lot yeah, later. We will. But yeah. yeah, 42Ks on those hills. Oh, my God. Yeah, 10, en- 10 was enough for me. <laughs> I don't know what makes me feel like I want to do shit like that to myself and punish myself in that way. But there you go. Yeah, a little bit just insane. <laughs> just going to say. Little, little a little bit insane. A little bit insane? Yes. Or a lot insane? Okay, a lot. I was I was trying to be nice. I think you've got to be a certain kind of crazy to want to do that to yeah, yourself, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. Definitely the toughest thing I've ever done on a marathon circuit, but there you go. The amount of times I heard somebody say, I'm questioning my life choices right now <laughs> over that period of time. Yeah. I think I think the able-bodied athletes felt as um, worn out as the as the para athletes at the end of that but hell it was fun oh it was it's such a great event and, yeah and uh they they do such a good job at they putting do. those events on uh, our friends at atlas they do yeah they do they're fantastic anyway we will talk a bit more about that yeah later. we're rabbiting on and we should because that's what we do we do uh, that that is how last week's episode was an hour and 16 minutes long and it was just us two. and we didn't even have a guest in the studio I know, we, that was just us two talking shit to each other the we, whole time <laughs> we talk a lot of shit <laughs> we do talk a lot of shit uh, we do. should we get into it though <gasps> why not all right should i hit the button yes you should no i'm gonna hit the button The water cooler. All right. So those of you, I'll lift the microphone up a little bit. So those of you that uh, haven't uh, watched us before, listened in before, the water cooler, and for our guest here, uh, hi the wa- Brett. By the hello, way. Brett. Hi. <laughs> the uh, the the water cooler is uh, basically our interview section where we get seriously awesome people in. And uh, have a chat and, and yep. And so today's seriously awesome, awesome person <laughs> is Brett Scott. How are you doing? I'm doing good. And uh, some people refer to me as Brett D. Scott. But they do. But Brett D. Scott. I, I, okay. I, I, th- th- this. Yeah. yeah you're, you're going to ask a question <laughs> now, aren't right. you? Yes, I am. Are we allowed to know what the D stands for? I can tell you it's not dickhead. <laughs> I, I had a feeling. <laughs> yes. I had a feeling. Uh, I had a no, feeling. You can. Uh, my middle name is Daryl. Okay. But there's a reason why I use it. Most people, you know, when they look at scholars or they look at educated people or authors, they have a middle initial. Uh Um, That wasn't the reason. The reason was I have two first names, so Brett and Scott. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A lot of people call me Scott 
they forget about Brett. And funny enough, I don't actually mind because I like my surname, but yeah. I thought, you know, maybe it's good to actually help people mm. to remember my first name. And yeah. funny enough, it's because worked. I've put Brett and then a D and then yep. Scott, they actually remember. Ah, well, yeah. there you go. That's, that works well. That's, that's, a, that's, that's cool. a really good idea. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I like that. So anyway, let me let me tell the audience okay. a little bit about Brett here. Please do. Because he's an awesome human. Do and we, we feel quite um, happy to have him here on the podcast with us today. So, so <laughs> uh, Brett D. Scott is a multi-award winning, winning metaphysical mindset, subconscious mind pro- reprogramming coach mentor, best-selling author, TEDx talk and keynote speaker, who is known as the world's first late bloomer thought leader and the success alchemist, mm. helping switched on people turn their bad habits and old behavior into personal success and freedom, however that looks for them. That's it. I like That's that it. as a bio. Thank you. Good explanation. Welcome. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm happy to be here. It's uh, It's a joy. You know, um, I think I might have said to you guys, I was like, when am I going to get an invite? Yes. yes. When yeah. am I? <laughs> here we are. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> here we are. We so are here. I'm, I'm grateful. It was, we <laughs> had a bit of a false start last time, but um, yeah, yeah, unfortunately you weren't able to make the last um, booking. But hey, we actually just sat there and spoke shit for an hour. So it actually We really well. did. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> which, which was that last episode we were talking about last week. <laughs> anyway, Brett, we've known you for, for quite some time now, a couple of a years, years. And yeah. it's, um, it, it's, you've done so much to help us like you have you've you've um inspired us and coached us mm-hmm. through a few things which has been wonderful and we, we had a really good chat today about a couple of things thank you for that Welcome. um and and you're such a, a giving person um and it, it really is a pleasure to actually be able to get you on on this show because we've obviously done some some lives for you and an interview for you on your on your social media channels yep. so um yes it's fantastic Yes. It's good news. <laughs> All right. Are. I think you probably need the questions, uh, hey? Oh, I was going to say. All right. Yeah, well, can we? Can, I'm going to drop this. Would you this. like to put it on the table? I can't reach oh. the table. <laughs> I'm, too, I'm too tall. Can you, put it? Yeah. can you reach it? Good job. Go. How, many cripple, so. how many cripples <laughs> how many does cripples it take to put an iPad <laughs> on a table? Seven. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so question one. So for starters, explain what a metaphic, metaphysical, now I can't speak, mindset coach is. Yeah. I, I think it, the way I actually phrase that question is, what the fuck is a <laughs> metaphysical mindset coach? Yeah. <laughs> I know, love it, but what is it? Do you know, that's why I actually use that. Because people go, what the? Yeah, yeah, that? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm censoring out my F. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, and look, metaphysical, what metaphysics is, it's actually the understanding of what's unseen or the inner world of us. Mm-hmm. So we might even call it the spiritual part of us. Mm-hmm. And then understanding how you can utilize that understanding of the spiritual, the inner part of you, and bring it out into your outside world. So metaphysics is that transformation of what's going on inside that a lot of us don't know Mm -hmm. Um, holding on to trauma or Mm. perhaps there's things that uh, are going on in your mind Mm. that are unconscious and that's why the best the easiest way to put it is I am an expert at helping people to look into their subconscious mind and figure out what is unconsciously operating yeah Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes consciously but usually it's unconscious in their subconscious (laughs) and and the job is to pull it out and uh, and to have a look at it and make a decision about what are we going to do with this is this Mm. 
holding me back or is this actually helping me to get to where I want to go? Because, of course, if you're not aware of what the issues are for yourself, you can't do anything to change things. You, you're stuck yeah. in the same patterns of behavior and saying the same problem. So you need yeah. that that insight into your to your, your subconscious thoughts to be able to mm. make make change. And, and that's what we talk about a lot when we talk about unconscious bias. It's those things that those thoughts and feelings, those biases that people don't even know they have. And it's impossible for them to actually treat those thoughts and um, do something about their behaviours that are a consequence of it without actually being aware of them. So, yes, I'm, I'm guessing that's it the same kind of thing. It, <laughs> is, it is, yeah. And that's I said to you guys today at lunch that it's probably that even though we I might have a different way of operating, we probably have a similar understanding about how to go through these changes yeah, and yeah. upgrade yeah. ourselves first and then, of course, the yeah. people that we're actually working with. and. You know, most people go through life, I was one of them, I'm mm. sure you've probably been one of them at some particular yeah, time yeah. as well, where we're just operating, we're just thinking life is happening to mm. us yeah. and we're going through the motions and hopefully we'll get some good stuff along the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but actually, guess what? You are the creator. Yes. You actually can create what you want in your life. Yep. It might not mm. magically appear mm. like a packet of Tim Tams on an ad <laughs> when you get a nice wish from a genie. It <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not eating sugar at the moment, so probably not a good uh, <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, but that's that's kind of the point. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, when it took me, and the reason I said uh, in that bio that you read, the late bloomer thought leader, that was my original title. I've mm-hmm. upgraded to the success alchemist. Yes, yeah, love that. Love, I, I do w- love that. And yeah. I'll, tell you, actually, I'll tell you a quick because I can talk like you guys. Uh, I'll tell That's you. good. <laughs> it's a good thing. That's why we have a podcast. <laughs> this, this may end up being a three-hour podcast. Oh, gosh. Uh, we'll keep it to two hours and 45. <laughs> so, so the reason that I went through the upgrade and uh, to the name The Success Alchemist, mm-hmm. which I'll explain, uh, the late bloomer thought leader is great because it took me 43 years to finally crack the code and figure out, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. first of all, oh, my gosh, I can actually change. Yeah. I don't have to just accept what life has dealt me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, and so that made sense. Oh, it, it took me so long to figure it out. Because I always imagined being successful in my 20s and my mm-hmm. 30s. Yeah, and I think like most a lot people, of people imagine do. that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, they're, you know, we're always sort of pushing towards what it, whatever we think success mm-hmm. is at that time. Yeah. My vision on it now is some people would go, so different. hang on, man, that, is that really success? Because my idea of success is actually quite simple and actually yeah. quite small. Mm-hmm. And most people, unless you've gone through it, like I know you guys have, yeah. Yeah. they might look at it and go, well, is that really success? Mm. And actually, yeah, it is. Yeah. Actually, I better explain it now. Yeah, go on. You, you've got to go tell on. us. Okay. You've got to tell us what. He, here's my, so my old definition of success, like a lot of people is you've got all the money and you've got the yeah. house yeah. and the car yeah. and the family and blah, 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 whatever yeah. you want. Um, that's all great. And that's still not, that's, actually still a part of the plan, but yeah. it's actually not the goal. It's actually not my idea of success. What my idea of success is now, because I've experienced it, are those moments where I can actually experience my growth, yeah. my yeah. internal growth. Yeah. Yeah. And Absolutely. I go, oh. yeah. like I yeah. literally have these shivers go down my body and I mm. feel amazing. It's like the most rewarding feeling mm. because success is, are the moments. They're mm. not a goal. They're not the outcome. They're actually yeah. the... What do they say? Success is a journey. Yeah, it's yeah. not the destination. Yeah. So, so, so for me personally, I, f- I feel like success is, is happiness. It's yeah. whatever that that 
um, end goal is for you, whether it's financial, whether it's emotional, whether it's um, whether it's a point in life that you want to have made certain achievements. I don't think any of that is actually um, important for me. It's just feeling happy in myself and happy yeah. with the choices yeah. I've made and actually waking up each morning going fuck yeah this is this is this is what i dream of and i and i almost feel that's exactly where where we're at with what we're yeah, doing right absolutely. now i do i wake yeah. up every morning feeling joy and i think that i think that should be a goal for anyone um at, at the end of the day yes you can have all the money in the world but you can be extremely unhappy at the same time mm-hmm. you can have all the achievements in the world but actually still be craving for more you can you can feel like you're successful in so many areas of your life but if you don't feel happy with it what's the point what is the point so yeah i i I feel happiness that should be the end goal for anyone regardless of what those goals are well then look you you're talking to the right person here Mm. because for me happiness is like to me that's freedom yeah absolutely when you you feel absolute joy and feel positive about life and there's actually a little secret I'm going to share with everyone. I'm going to give Ooh, excellent secrets are good. There is a secret tip that I'll give everyone that I don't care who you are, what background you have, where you live. I guarantee this one little secret. Yep. That isn't so much a secret, but it's <laughs> for some people. Well, you're about yeah, to yeah. let the cat out of the bag, so. I will. Yeah, I will. <laughs> yeah. Um, should I tell them now? Yeah, yeah. go on. Yeah, let, let us in. Right. So let us in. Here's the secret, right? The, the one, when I think back to all, like, and you guys have known me for a while, so there's yeah. been a lot of success that I've had mm-hmm. that is Absolutely. deemed success, you know, yeah. like the awards and yeah. the mm-hmm. different TED Talks and all, all sorts of stuff, which is great. But when I looked back at everything and thought, how did I do all of that? And here's the thing. Yeah. Where did it change? Where it changed? I made a decision at the end of 2018 that every single day I was going to get up and I was going to write 10 things down in a journal of why I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. And it sounds so simple. It sounds yeah. actually boring to some people probably, but I guarantee you mm-hmm. that getting into the habit of doing that, it actually becomes a part of your routine, yeah. yep. one. Mm-hmm. Two, it actually gets into your subconscious that we talked about at the start. Yep. So it becomes an unconscious program, unconscious yeah. bias. Yeah. And so you're biased towards feeling good, good about everything in your life, even when, and you know this probably better than most, Tash, when things go to shit. Yeah. I can mm. say the word, can't yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> when things yeah. Yeah. We have an explicit language. You can say whatever you want. I won't go too far. But, uh, now that I have the free speech part. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, and Tash, I remember last year or the year before, you know, there was a lot going on. Yeah, but absolutely. if you don't have a practice or, a, or an ability to be grateful for the other yeah. things that are in your life. 100%. 100%. You go in this spot. You go in this downward spiral, yeah. you know, and you so start true. to beat yourself up. Mm. You yep. start to think, "Oh, every everyone and everything is against me." Mm-hmm. No, it's not. No. <laughs> you yep. Know? Yep. And so, just taking a, a moment, and it can be three minutes, five minutes. You know, I spend a bit of time. I've, I've probably got too many things on my list. Uh, it's more than ten. Uh, actually, I'll tell you. Actually, this is how it worked. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna elaborate. So the way it worked, I couldn't even think of three things that I was grateful for, oh. which is really sad. Yeah, yeah. that is sad. Yeah. Right? And I was thinking, oh my gosh, how can I only think of three yeah. <laughs> three things? Yeah. Yeah. The list got to ten. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then it went to 15, 20, 30, yeah. 50. Yeah, because wow. the more you, more you practice gratitude, the easier it mm-hmm. becomes. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Because so. you you switch your thinking, you switch your mindset from from a from a position of negativity to positivity. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. and that's that's what we talk about a lot of in our, in our training yep. is that um you need to see the positives in the shit that you go through because everybody has challenges yeah. everybody has yep. forms of adversity in their yeah. life but if you're unable to pick out the positives that are happening as a result of the shit you're going through you'll never ever be able to get past it you'll never be able mm-hmm. to move on and you'll be stuck in that place of negativity and nobody wants to feel that you don't want to wake up every day feeling like shit so find the things you're grateful for yep. find the the the, the shit the happy times because of the things you've gone through and that will actually lead to your ultimate happiness not um yeah, yeah don't focus on the bad stuff focus on the good yeah and and just as you're saying that um it reminds me there's one other key Actually, go secret I'm going to give. Go, the, go, 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 go. And th- this <laughs> one, I, I guarantee you, add this one to it and you've got a really nice cocktail. So <laughs> you've got gratitude yeah. and you've got changing your perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because like you said, they're gonna, we're all going to have negative moments or challenges mm-hmm. or things that we think, why? Like you, you guys know today I've got no Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Uh, what, what were we saying? You're, you're permanently disabled. <laughs> so you're, you're, now, you're now part <laughs> of the crew. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Three, Three crips yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, you know, and perspective wise, yeah, yeah. My, my disability is, you know, really not a major one to me. But mm. in that moment, actually, I've got to tell you, in that moment at 5am when I looked at my, shouldn't be doing this anyway, I looked at my phone yeah. <laughs> and because I was hoping that there would be like, oh, yeah, sorry. Some miraculous recovery from yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, we've made a mistake. No, you. thank you for sending through your ID. You are now uh, permanently disabled. Oh. Yeah. 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 And so I went on. Yes, a negative yeah. bit of a negative which, spiral. Which is yep. human to do that. 100%. Yeah, because yeah. I was thinking, oh, my gosh, I've spent, you know, years, decades, over a decade. Yeah. Um, put And maybe, let's say, the last five years especially, prolifically every day, as you guys know, yeah. putting yeah. posts, Posting, videos, mm-hmm. you name it. And, and it's the way most people build their businesses these days. Yeah. So yeah. Social media it's content is, is everything. So it, it, yeah. it can be very, very difficult once that avenue is taken away from you. Yeah. So, so so how have you dealt with that yeah. challenge? Yeah, so this is a good thing, right? We've yeah. got something to actually share. Yes. Excellent. Yes. So, uh, yes, I allowed myself to feel crap for the first bit mm-hmm. and went through, you know, looking at all the different answers to how you can actually overturn this ruling. Yeah. And it wasn't really getting anywhere, to mm-hmm. be honest. I found mm-hmm. a few things. And I thought, oh, God, that's going to take me time. Yeah. I'll get to it. I went to the gym. Mm-hmm. First thing. I went, yeah. right. And I didn't feel like going to the gym. Yeah, I really yeah. did not feel like doing it. But I went, you know what, I've got to go. I went there. I didn't give a great performance. <laughs> I didn't give a great <laughs> performance. But one of my coaches said, well, you turned up. That's good. Yeah. Um, and because I told them what was going on. So here's the perspective change. So I've, I've increased, what is it, my dopamine? dopamine. My yep. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Got so your endorphins going. My endorphins mm-hmm. are, are rushing, so I'm feeling better. I get a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling, and that, and that I'm feeling, feeling great. <laughs> I'm feeling great now. And so when I, I said, okay, what happens? Let's, worst case scenario, say I never get Facebook and Instagram back. What can I do? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, well, what, have, what else have I got? I've got LinkedIn. I've got TikTok. I've just started going viral on TikTok. Hey, good so job. Good job. Love it. Hey, good timing. Um, <laughs> You're down with all the cool kids now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm 18. Um, and so I'm not really 18. Just add, <laughs> add 30 years. So 
Yeah, so I've got TikTok, I've got LinkedIn. Oh, I haven't got Twitter. Maybe I'll open up a Twitter account. Maybe Elon will support me. Um, (laughs) And by the way, just to be clear, um, I did nothing. Like there's absolutely nothing that I can think of other than maybe making a comment about uh, in the past I used to refer to myself as the gayest straight guy going around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and not to put anyone down other than myself in saying that, um, you know, I'm not gay. But I wear all these bright colours. Yes. Yeah. Flamboyant clothes. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, but I appreciate it. And I appreciate yeah. how gay men can dress. Yeah. So yeah absolutely. Hell yeah. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't actually putting anyone, no, even myself, no. down yeah. really. Yeah. It was just that it can be confusing mm-hmm. to yes. some people because they think, oh, is Brett gay? Yeah. No, he's not. He just dresses like one. <laughs> um, but, uh, and the reason for that post, as I know you guys have read, was more about being a peacock and letting people look at the clothing. Yeah rather than really seeing who I am. Yeah. Please don't yeah. ask me any questions. That's not mm-hmm. what I was, that's yeah. not what I was yeah. literally saying, but yeah. internally I'm thinking I don't want anyone to ask me anything. No. Yeah. So they can just, just you know, let them appreciate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it almost becomes a bit of a barrier. to a barrier. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so... Anyway, yeah. Anyway. So, so Facebook has spe- that, yeah, and it's about so you've got to kind of change your thinking and your perspective on on things when when a challenge like this comes upon you and you, and yeah. you have no idea it's going to happen. <laughs> so and so that that's just one example, but you can use it in anything. So yeah. anything that you're thinking is not working or it's stuffed or it's broken or. Mm-hmm. You know, wh- again, why did this happen to me? You yeah. go, first of all, you go, well, why is this happening for me? That's yeah. the perspective yeah. shift, yeah. right? Yeah. Why mm-hmm. is this happening for me? There must be a reason why. Depending on your beliefs, you might believe in God or you might have a religious belief and you say, well, obviously, you know, God is not going to do this to me to hurt me. There's yeah. obviously something for me to learn from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What can I learn from it? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. What I thought was maybe the second time I got kicked off a couple of years ago, maybe I should have asked them, can I please find out exactly what exactly. it is you're yeah. bidding me off for <laughs> yeah, 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 once yeah, yeah. they reinstated yeah, me? Yeah. yeah, so that I don't do it again. <laughs> yeah, 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 so that was my thinking. Oh, okay, well, maybe I'm a bit late for that. But <laughs> but, but the idea on perspective is to, okay, there's a way you're looking at things right now, but how can I actually change the way I'm looking at it? Because yeah. we live in this world of duality. There's a mm-hmm. universal law of polarity. I don't know who yeah. came up with the universal laws, but apparently there's about 11. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and there's sub-laws to that mm-hmm. as well because one of them is law of vibration and law yes, of attraction law of comes attraction. under yep. law of vibration. Oh, you know that. That's good. Yeah. That's about the only one I do know, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean the law of attraction, oh, I'm going to go on a tangent if I go there. So <laughs> the universal law of polarity, it dictates that everything has an exact and equal opposite. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I love that fact because, one, it's simple. <laughs> two, yeah, two. You know, I don't have to think too hard. Okay, well, if this is not working, well, how can I get this to work? Mm-hmm. So you do the opposite. Yeah, and yeah. so and yeah. it's also another thing that we talk about a lot yeah. in in our training. We say everything has a, um, an equal and opposite reaction. So mm. yeah. um, if if you're feeling some kind of negativity around something, find the the positive. That's that's the mm. exact opposite, and focus and focus it on that, not the not the negative side of things, because negative emotions they're they're only ever going to bring you down and bring the people around you down. And, and who wants that? No, and and added to that. Added to that, Tash, here's one other part to that, which is um, most people, when they think, well, I'm feeling crap or I'm feeling Mm -hmm. depressed or I'm feeling whatever the negative emotion is, I I understand that you're telling me to go and focus on the positive, but how can I when I'm feeling this way? Here's another little secret. I love this one because it works. So most people think, well, if I'm feeling this way and I say to myself, oh, I'm feeling good and positive, I'm looking at all the positive but I'm not feeling positive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? 
um, the universe or whatever you believe in, it doesn't actually, it doesn't know, it's not going, is this true or not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What it goes, the only thing the universe or God or source or whatever you believe in is paying attention to is how you feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. the more you focus your attention on this thing that you want to be feeling and you start to think about it, you're putting your attention on mm-hmm. it, is maybe hopefully starting to feel a little, oh, remember the time? I usually ask myself yep. questions. Mm-hmm. Remember that time when you won that award or remember that time yep. when your mm-hmm. son was born or remember yeah. that time, whatever it is, and then you start to think about some of those positive things and yep. you, then you can put your attention on that. Yeah. And then, you, like you just said, you start yeah. to attract it. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was going to yeah. say. It's that so can so be true. attraction. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Yeah. Love that. Good <laughs> good advice coming over it's here. It's great. From Absolutely. We, we're not, for once, we're not actually having to do a huge amount of the talking. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and shut up and so listen. We're getting a free coaching session here. This is good. brilliant. <laughs> it's, it's funny. You started off by mentioning a, a little bit, you know, at the, at the beginning, you were talking about, you know, when you have that moment that really makes you think about, you know, what what's. And for me, like, we refer to it. In, we call it the holy shit moment um, where you have it's, that it's moment. It's that, that catalyst for that change. That catalyst yeah. for ch- where you have that catalyst for change. So yep. for me, it was my health and, you know, it was similar. For me, similar. Was it similar, was similar for you, also yeah. My, my so. health, yes. So, so what was that exact holy shit moment for you? Oh, what was that catalyst? Yeah, so um, without that catalyst, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And, and let me let me... Before I tell you what my catalyst was, yep. let me tell you, if I had a choice in that catalyst, I would have said, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. In fact, I did, I'm sure, say yeah. no, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, I, and I think that's the case for everyone that has. Yeah. That he, he, Quite often you find people that, that are you know, successful have had something that's very challenging, very yeah. you know, full of adversity, which has actually led them to the amazing path they're now on. And th- there is generally always that catalyst. And if you think about it, if you knew that that was going to happen to you prior to it happening, you'd say, no, fuck off, that's not what I want. So tell us, tell us about yours. uh, August of 2014. um, Actually, before I tell you the August Mm. of 2014 uh, catalyst, uh, there's a, I don't know, it's an analogy. It's called the feather, the rock and the bus. Have you heard it? I've heard it. Don't know what it is. Uh, I've heard of it, but yeah, not sure. So imagine in life, um, let's say again, we believe in God Mm -hmm. and God, uh, can't talk to you through the phone or <laughs> or you can't tele you know you don't have telepathy that you can yep. use at this point and so god has to like find ways to tell you when you're on track or off track and he sees that you're off track and he's like brushing you with the feather hey tash come on like you're going mm. the wrong way mm. and you're like what is that oh, no everything's okay i'm going to keep going yeah then because you didn't listen you get hit oh Get hit with a rock. Yeah. And you're like, oh, what's going on here? And you go, oh, maybe I need to pay attention to this. Mm-hmm. But then your thoughts kick in and mm-hmm. things get busy. Life and gets in the way and, and you just carry yeah, 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 I know I need to pay attention to it, but yep. I'll get back to it. Yeah. But you don't get back to it. Mm-hmm. And so then, August of 2014, I received my bus mm. on top of me. Yeah, and the bus. You get hit by a bus. Yeah, yeah. you get hit by a bus because mm. you're not doing the thing you said mm-hmm. you were, oh, yeah, I need to pay attention to that. Yeah. Uh, I knew I had to pay attention to the thing that happened to me. So what mm-hmm. what happened was I received a phone call from my work. I was working for one of Australia's, or it is Australia's number one 
fitness business coaching company mm-hmm. called Trainer HQ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to them. Brad and Jason, <laughs> they're legends, still good friends. And, uh, and their admin manager rang me and said, hey, Brett, we've got a problem. Uh, your invoicing is out. Now, my invoicing, without giving you the long story, my invoicing was out 60K, $60,000 over 18 months. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a purposeful thing, but it was definitely a negligent thing. And uh, not paying attention and just, you know, because all I was focused on was bringing in the sales. I was a sales manager. And uh, and I was a contractor as well. So it wasn't like an employee where I just, you know, punch my card. (laughs) I had to give them the invoicing. Now... I always knew that money was uh, not – I'm not a great person with managing the budgets and Mm -hmm. money and stuff, but Mm -hmm. I didn't didn't do something about it. And so, anyway, end up with this phone call. In that moment, um, because I thought we had just moved to our dream location, this is my my wife and I were together at the time, our ex-wife. We had dreamed of this place. We had a vision board on our wall. Mm. It took us three years to finally get to our dream location in Noosa – we were super fit. We were doing all the fun runs yep. and training twice a day and eating really healthy. We were the fittest we've ever been. In yep. fact, that helped us to get pregnant. So awesome. she was four months pregnant at the time when I get this phone call. And in that instant of realising that there is no way of me brushing it under the carpet, trying yeah. to figure out my way, like that was what I used to do. Yep. I would yep. have – and so this is why I say it was the, the straw that broke the camel's back because – there were things that had happened in the past that I'd managed to hide or I'd managed yep. to... Bury your head in the sand about and yeah. 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 So this time I know there's no escaping it. Mm-hmm. i got to go and tell my wife this terrible news. Yeah. And I know what she's going to say. Yeah. And in that instant um, I was all... And by the way, I was 39 turning 40 and I'm yeah. thinking... I'm not a stupid person, but why do I keep making these stupid decisions? Mm. Because mm. I've been a top-level real estate agent. I've had my own magazine publishing business. I've, I've done so many things in my life, yet yeah. there were so many things I hadn't done properly. And yeah. one of the things, number one real estate agent in the whole of Victoria of Australia, and I didn't own a home. Yeah. Like, how is that possible? Yeah. Like, you make all this money, yeah. where did it go? Mm-hmm. You know. And so yeah. this is part of the, the budget part. But um, I had a way of convincing my now ex-wife mm. of talking her out of us purchasing multiple properties. Yeah. We had we had deposits, all sorts of things, but somehow I'd talk her out of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in that instant I'm thinking, you know, what a loser, you know, and I'm thinking about all the negatives as yeah. you do as in you that do. negative yeah, spiral. But very quickly, thankfully, um, the one thing that saved me was my positive attitude. In fact, my blood type is B positive. So <laughs> excellent. You know, maybe that's B part positive, of it. I'm yep. not sure. <laughs> I donate uh, a lot of it. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm up to number eighty-two. Just donate. Good a job. Good job. That's good awesome. Job. We're, we're we're you've yes. ne- you've not been able to because well you're because I'm English. You're mad. Oh cow. no, mad yeah, cow. Yeah. Well, mad they've cow. they've just changed the rules, but yeah. So, um, so hopefully. And I'm I think I'm up to thirty something, but I haven't donated in in probably a few years. So okay. um, I used to be religious fortnightly because I was a pl- I'm a plasma donor. Yeah, me too. So yeah, fortnightly I was religious about it, and then a few health things, and couldn't for a while, and just never got back into it. But we're gonna start 
We're going to start. We are. Yeah. We are well, yep. so I've, I've you, you can now, yeah. Yeah, I've just, I <laughs> we were going to book it in for this week, weren't we? And then I was like, oh, shit, hang on, I'm having a tattoo. So I've got, I've got, to, I've got to wait for <laughs> uh, so I've just had the tattoo done. And um, and it used to be six months you had to yeah, wait. Yeah, so it's three, three months now. So yeah. we're going to book it in for as soon as I can. Yeah. 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 Anyway. We're going to call it professional development. <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> um, right. I'll, anyway. I'll, give you, I'll give you one tip. Do not do it after your marathon. Yeah, I know. We're yeah. I'm I'm waiting. That's the other thing. We're waiting the three months to get marathon season out of the way because yes, I, yeah. I'm sure it won't be fun to do it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Hydrated. Carry on yeah. with your story. Okay. Sorry. So yeah. So uh, so yes. So um, negative spiral mm. and being positive did save my life because literally the last thought I had before I started to cry for mm-hmm. the first time as an adult, which is. Mm pretty sad and maybe typical of some men yeah i think so yeah um i the the (laughs) the catalyst in that moment was um i actually started to cry and i said to myself i never want to be in this type of situation again in fact i never want to be this type of man again yeah Yeah. and i and all of a sudden it was almost like maybe an electric bulb but it was like a a download moment yeah and the, the download was oh when I figure out how to fix myself, yeah, I should help other stupid men figure out how to fix their lives as well. <laughs> the stupid right? men. And it's not just stupid men, it's stupid yeah. women stupid too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The world's yeah. full of stupid yeah. people, yeah. sadly. Yeah. And, and and just to be clear, because my mum used to give me a hard time for saying stupid, but like and as I said the other mm. about the post I did the yeah. other day, like, yeah. well, that's just what was in my head. Yeah. So I'm gonna relay it as it was. Yeah. Otherwise yeah, I'm absolutely. changing. Yeah, exactly. What I said. And, and I don't mm. think you mean stupid in a, in a negative way. No. It's, more, it's more like, I guess, ignorance and, 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 and unaware and, mm. and um, uh, uneducated about something. Not, yeah. not necessarily like somebody's thick or stupid. It's just, it's no. just, it's just a phrase. Yeah, it's just a phrase, mm. and it's yeah, it's just you know, when you recognise finally that you're continually making these type of decisions, yeah. you think, am I? Am I stupid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think yeah. I think we all have those thoughts about yeah. ourselves at one mm. point in our life. Um, we, you know, the little the little bitty itty the itty bitty shitty itty committee, bitty, shitty committee oh, that yeah. gets that gets into Thank our thoughts. Thank you, Annette and, and Lauren, for yes, that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> From audacious, um, yeah, it, it, it's it's that um, that little little devil that sits on your shoulder and convinces you mm. lots of bad things about yourself. And I think everybody has those thoughts oh, at, at some yeah. point in their lives. Yeah. yeah. So so at that point you were feeling very negative about yourself and, and about your situation. Well, in the initial moment, yeah. So mm. being positive saved my life. Because, sorry, the last thought I had before I started to cry was I should actually take my life. Like I did, oh, wow. I did consider getting some drugs and, yeah. you know, and ending it. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, you know, snapped out of it, started to cry and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like, you know, yeah. I don't remember the yeah. last time I've cried and it's certainly not Crying as an adult. Crying a good thing. Yeah. And so, you know, cause I think the biggest thing was I knew my marriage was going to end in that moment mm. and I knew it was a good thing. Like part of me knew it was a good thing. Yeah. But when you love someone deeply, yeah. it's a very hard thing oh to let gosh, go of. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, so, so yeah, it. It, the catalyst was, you know, the idea for writing this book happened. took me eight years <laughs> to get to the – well, it took me four years to get to the starting point and then another three and a half years, so what's that, seven and a half years to yeah. finally get the book out middle so of last year. So which book is this, I Fly or Supercharged Freedom? Supercharged Freedom, yeah, Your okay. Truth Will Set You Free. Yeah. Um, so that was my second book, but it was yeah. meant to be my first book. So ah, I Fly okay. was written after I finished the first – 
round of riding Supercharged Freedom. Okay. Um, and there's a whole backstory to that because yeah. the reason it took me so long, uh, there were – we had a structural editor – and if you have you written books? No, I've, I've, I have. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'd like to one day, but I've, I've, I don't I've, know where uh, to start. <laughs> I've, I've done. I've done. I've been a co-author, so mm. I'm still. I'm still pushing for the whole doing my own book. I've. I've, well, I've got some idea of where I'm going with that, but yes. <laughs> so actually, I'll give you. I'll give you a quick little thing if I'm not taking us off course. Where are we? Oh yeah. Um, if I'm not taking us too far off course. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, when I wrote my book, and this is good for you, Adam. Mm. Um, I started to write it myself. And I wrote out about three quarters of what I thought was, you know, intended mm. 12 chapters. I thought that sounds like a good number. <laughs> so I wrote out a quarter, a three quarters of that and I read through it all and because I wrote it fairly quickly and I read yeah. through it all and thought, oh, I don't want a life story. Like I haven't even feel like I've really begun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to write a life story and who, uh, like who's going to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that moment I went, oh, I think I need help because I said to myself, is this a bestseller? And I'd made a decision. I wanted a New York Times, Amazon, Wall Street Journal best-selling book. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, my book, just to be clear, the Supercharged Freedom one still isn't. But um, I Fly became yes, a uh, silver Stevie uh, book awesome. of the year. Yeah. And it also won a couple of other awards and got included in the Oscars gift bag, which mm. was a reminder to me that my book will do it. And so yeah. my current book that I released is not finished. Mm-hmm. So it's... The first part of it's done, which is getting it done, but the second part will I'll get a publisher to take it on mm-hmm. so that we can actually take it to become a take New York Times to, yeah, bestseller. Take it to the next level. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah. my friend Chris, I was mentioning to you today, he's actually got a, co- a book called Be the Giraffe and he's got a group that are actually helping him to make that a New York Times bestseller. Oh, so cool. Be the Giraffe, I like that. Be the Giraffe, <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, very cool, very cool. Yeah. Cool. Where do we go? Where do you go? I know you've just got completely, I'm like, you're the one that can see the questions. I know, I know. All right, so it's very apt that you're wearing your Superman shirt today. Oh, yes, I did on purpose. Absolutely. (laughs) So talk us through why Superman. Why Superman. So um, my TEDx talk tells you the story, if if, uh, I don't relate Mm -hmm. clearly to everyone. But um, so why Superman? From the age of one, maybe a bit younger, my mum tells me the story because I don't remember being one. <laughs> but she tells me that I used to nag her all the time to get a Superman costume. Uh, and oh she God. refused because I was a very adventurous child. <laughs> very, oh, very, I very, very adventurous. To the point where there was one time, this is off track, but there was one time where my auntie was looking after me and she was doing something and I saw the door was open. So I went for a walk. I walked all the way, which might have been a kilometre or two down to the train station, got on the train as a four-year-old, I think, three or four-year-old. Oh, wow. Yep, got on the train and then some. luckily someone, not a um, <laughs> not someone who steals kids. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> luckily. lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Very lucky. Yeah. <laughs> someone who was thinking, hang on a minute, why is there a little toddler um, walking around without an adult? Mm. Yeah. And so... You know, and so they took me to the police station and thankfully my mum figured out to go to the police station yep. and I was Aye. found. Anyway, so that's how adventurous I am and was. Yes. And so when do I... You s- feel, do you feel yeah. that trait has carried on through into adulthood for you? Yes. Yeah, yeah okay. definitely. And maybe not as extreme because I've done extreme stuff. But yeah. um, as you get older, 
your extreme stuff because you I think because you become a bit more you sensible and you do you <laughs> become you become a bit more aware of your mortality I think when yeah. you get older but yeah and especially when you have children or you know when yeah. you've got people around you that love you you think mm-hmm. oh, I better make sure I'm making the right decision yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah anyway but Superman so age of one I've I've got this fascination for Superman finally at the age of three my mum buys me a Batman costume, oh. thinking Batman doesn't fly, so we're fine. Because she was really, <laughs> oh, she was no. really concerned. Oh, yeah. She was really concerned that I was going to get up on the roof and jump off, yeah. thinking I could fly. Well, unfortunately, she was correct because even oh. in the Batman costume, I thought Batman can <laughs> glide. Uh, let me tell everyone who's listening in case I've got any kids, Batman does not glide, uh, cannot no. glide. Fletcher. <laughs> so yeah, Fletch, listen yeah. to your father, don't do it. Listen to yeah. Brett here, yeah. don't do it. Don't do I it. I tried it, it doesn't, doesn't work. work. Um, so, and look, I'm sure there are ways it can work. Yeah. But yeah. let's just say for a three-year-old, no, doesn't. it doesn't work. So anyway, I landed in a, in a rose bush. I didn't break anything, but oh, I'm good. had to get out the dead hole and clean me up. Uh, so I think I learned my lesson, but... My fascination for Superman did not stop. And so throughout my years, there's been different things that I've done that are all Superman related without me telling you all of them. Because you can go to my How to Unleash Your Inner Superhero. That's my TEDx talk name. Excellent. How to Unleash Your Inner Superhero. Mm -hmm. Um, And that can also be seen on your website, can't it? It can. Yeah, Yeah. so the website address is up on screen now for anybody watching the Facebook Live. Oh, I can't see it. (laughs) (laughs) Funny that. Magic. (laughs) But it's there. Here's one we prepared earlier. (laughs) So, so yeah, Superman. So, all through life, I just thought it was a fascination Mm -hmm. with Superman. And um, no, here's the really interesting part. Because uh, when I first became the coach, when I first um, had my first couple of clients, one of my clients was a photographer. And we did a bartering arrangement. You know, he didn't have the money and I said, well, how about you do some photos mm. and some other stuff? And yep. he did. He did some videoing for me and some, I think he helped me with one of my podcasts as well. Yeah, awesome. And so uh, he said to me, hey, when you come for the photo shoot, why don't you bring something fun? Yeah. I'm thinking, okay, well, what What do you mean sure. fun? <laughs> sure. Yeah. W- what's fun? And yeah. he's like, oh, I don't know, just anything fun. I was like, oh, okay. So I looked around my wardrobe. Oh, the pressure, the pressure. <laughs> yeah. Now, not this not this T-shirt or this shirt, but I had, um, I've got, or oh, I still have, uh, a compression, Superman compression shirt, and it's got all the abs. <laughs> Excellent. I might have had abs back then, but anyway, <laughs> these, these have got the fake yeah, abs on yeah, there, yeah. so that was helpful. And so I put that on and I thought, oh, I've got my suit, of course. I could, and I've got the black rim glasses, so... I did this, the Clark Kent turning into Superman Gee. pose. And I just thought that was fun. I've yeah. seen yeah. that. For, if it's the photo I'm thinking of, I've seen it. And it's a bloody brilliant photo too. Yeah. And yeah. and even though I had the photographer who was great, he didn't direct me how to do it. I yeah, just came just up with the idea yeah. or the download of the idea. And I thought, oh, this would be good. And I'll do the angle to make it look like I'm looking up to the sky. Yeah. And uh, and it really worked. And every it, went, it was one of those photos that went viral. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it hit me. I was like, oh, of <coughs> course. And there's two parts to it. That's right. <laughs> you die quieter, will you? Sorry. <laughs> yes. So what I recognised is, hey, you know, when people talk about transformation, they think of a butterfly going from a caterpillar into the butterfly. Well, it's kind of like Clark Kent turning into Superman is that transformation, mm, yeah, right? Yeah. And here I am doing that transformation. And I, re- I recognised in that moment that's what this was about. But here's the most important part. 
and the part I think you guys will really like. Because what it was really telling me, what does Superman stand for? Of course, it's a made-up fictional character, but what does he stand for? He stands for truth and justice. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, why these two things are very interesting is I was not upholding either of those. Mm-hmm. Yet I loved the character of Superman. I wasn't being Superman. You know, I was being mild man and Clark Kent. Yeah. Yep. You know, yep. hanging yep. around yep. in the background, trying to be nice to everyone. Yeah. You know, people pleaser. So you so you needed to have that metamorphosis into yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. That's really yeah. cool. So yeah. Superman has always been with me and I didn't realise mm-hmm. unconscious <laughs> to yes. the yeah, yeah, to yeah. the fact that actually the reason Superman is with me and he's with many people because he's well loved around the world. But the idea of Superman is is kind, he's loving, he's doing everything for all the right reasons yep. and he stands for truth and justice. Mm-hmm. And now in what I've done over the last four years at least, I definitely feel like that is who I've become, my version of mm-hmm. Superman. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. That's I love that. It's, it's, it seems like a good character to build that whole persona on. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Are you dying? No, I just got to calibrate. My pump's decided to. Oh, my God. To say halfway through the show, so Cali- calibrate, please. So much yeah. trouble. Um, I, I had somebody um, comment on last <laughs> last night's Facebook, on um, last night's YouTube live premiere. Oh, Tasha managed to get through an episode without dying. Oh, <laughs> that no. was my first one ever. It's, it's, so <laughs> it's beginning to be a thing. It is beginning to be a thing. There's always something diabetes related, isn't although, there? Although you're not dying today. I'm not dying. I'm just sorting my pump out so that I don't die. So you don't. Yeah, that's yeah. a good thing. Which, that's is a good a, thing. which is a positive. Anyway, continue on. Excellent. <laughs> so... What would be your proudest moment being a, of being a coach mm. and doing what you do? Um, I think my proudest moment is, you know, because there's so many different people that I've actually helped to, you know, achieve different things, including mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. But I think the proudest thing is when you know that you are actually upholding, you're being in integrity, mm-hmm. you're upholding... The person you always imagined you would love to be that you mm-hmm. maybe at times thought, I don't think I can be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Knowing that you are that person and that yeah. being proud of yourself is really unusual. It, mm. it is. Yeah. It, it certainly takes a certain level of confidence and, and faith in you, in yourself to, to get to that level. I, I think it's very admirable because mm. I think so many people, it's, it's just ingrained in society these days to put yourself down and it seems like human nature to not believe in yourself and not and believe all the bid the bad things about yourself rather than the good things see the negativity constantly so i think it's a very very admirable quality absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely yeah so you know and so in in that like being proud of yourself mm-hmm. like it you know going back to superman it's that being proud of how truthful i'm being mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. and am i perfect no <laughs> <laughs> but no, but you're authentic, and and that yeah, that, it's that all about authenticity. authenticity. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. So, what's coming up in the life of Brett D. Scott? Ah, so other than trying to figure out how I get back on social media, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. other than that, um, the the main thing that I'm doing at the moment, which you guys might know a little bit of, maybe mm. not the whole story. No. There's uh, three components, which are actually one. Com- there'll be one world. So I'm working with a company called um, B Positivity or the, mm-hmm. the Positivity Co, funny mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. Um, and the main owner is Kim Serafini who has Positive Prime, which is a software. It's a uh, 
It's a session you can create that actually puts your brain into a flow state of joy and happiness in less than three minutes. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's cool. And here's the even better part. Mm. It lasts every day between six and eight hours. Hacking happiness. That's awesome. Hacking happiness. Hacking happiness. So once she got the – so University of Technology in Sydney has done the research and Mm. and clinical studies and proven what what she already knew and what I actually already knew because I've used it for this purpose. So it's the simplest way of putting it. It's like a gratitude and vision board on steroids. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to hear more about that. That's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I can't believe I haven't sent it to you already. Yes, (laughs) come on. (laughs) So, so yeah, so I'm working with her. So she decided once that study came out and it was proven, Mm -hmm. she went, great, okay, I'm not just dealing with a a tool that some people might look at as Mm -hmm. Mm woo-woo. I've actually got something that's scientifically backed. I love that. Now, let's... We need to check that out. Yeah, that's... Yeah, so so Mm -hmm. now she's like, I need to get it out to more people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How can I do this? Well, one of her best friends that she went to university with, Bond University just down the road here, um, was a lady by the name of Deborah Reed. And Deborah Reed is the current executive producer of The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, The Bachelor in Paradise. She's produced um, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and OC. She's produced The Golden Globes, The Emmys, The Oscars. the Big producer then. Super Bowl halftime. She's mm-hmm. done a lot, right? Yep. So she, we, we call her the Midas touch because yeah. whatever she touches <laughs> tends to gold. Turns to gold, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. So yeah. now Kim says, uh, after 10 years of nagging her, by the way, says, mm-hmm. hey, uh, here's, an, here's the idea for the TV show mm-hmm. that you and I are going to do. She's like, okay, I'm ready to tell you. That's not actually a good idea. (laughs) 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 There's some (laughs) blunt honesty for you. Yeah, and and it sounds like a joke, but I'm not even joking. That's what that's how Deborah would say it. Mm -hmm. And and so Kim says, This is the idea. We're gonna create a show which is all about helping social enterprise entrepreneurs to grow and scale their mission, their business, to actually achieve more than they've ever thought possible. Um, via the being a contestant on a show where they're in this incubator accelerator. I might have to see if we can get you in the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, well, yes, I just please. thought, hang on, hang on a minute. I haven't even, yeah, I need to just put two and two together as I'm telling you the story. I'm like, uh, hello. Yeah, hello. Uh, not that we will, uh, you know, but I'll get you in for, yeah. Excellent. Anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, it, the, the idea was how about we help these social entrepreneurs mm. to be better at what they're doing, which is, you know, changing the world or doing better mm-hmm. things for communities and, and groups around the world. And so how That's do we, awesome. how do we, how about we support them and we get change leaders and guiding lights and what they are. Guiding lights are people who have got a social enterprise and done extremely well and so they can teach this is what we went through. Mm. Yep. Change leaders are people who are specific experts in different fields. And yeah. so in business, as you, you as we all know, yeah. um, there are many areas of business. Some we enjoy, some we think, mm-hmm. why on earth do I have to do this? Yeah, and yeah, exactly. who can I hire? Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. <laughs> and so we have all these different experts come in that are change leaders who will give them the experience. And so it's going to be, um, let's consider almost like a shark tank meets big brother meets... Uh, survivor meets the apprentice but oh, with it. shark tank instead of sharks think dolphins because <laughs> dolphins are playful <laughs> and they're that's cool yeah it's like a bit nicer yeah. <laughs> it's all about empowering yeah, so it doesn't mean it. there won't be anything negative in the show mm. yeah. 
But if there is negative, it's about how do we actually move how, how through do you, this? How do you embrace yep. that and, and overcome it? Yeah. yeah. I love that. What That's a fantastic so idea. Thank you. That's really That's awesome. Really That's not really my awesome. idea, but hey. But I, hey, it's, you well, know. And this what is a the cool thing. thing to be part of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And yeah. and this is the thing, right? Kim, yeah. Kim's been a friend of mine for quite some time. Yeah. I've got her into all the things I do and vice versa. And she said to me, Brett, because I have a lot of contacts, uh, as you guys know, mm. in different countries yes. uh, that are doing incredible things. And yeah. she said, hey, I really want you to do this with me full time. And she caught me at the right time because I was trying to scale my business, my group coaching part of my business. Mm-hmm. just wasn't working. Yeah. No, I just yeah. – I'm pumping all this money into, you know, figuring out how we can actually do it. Mm-hmm. I had a CEO with me. It w- wasn't working. And so I said either I'm going to continue – and find a way, which I'm yeah. sure I would have, or maybe I actually help Kim because I actually really love the idea that she's got, yeah, yeah. and and so mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing. I've awesome. been doing it for the last six months. I love that. That's awesome. Oh, big things ahead then. Oh, it's huge. huge like it's yeah. really huge. So we've got a TV series. We've got so Positive Prime, which is an incredible app, is actually going to be a part of Be Positivity, the app, and mm-hmm. Be Positivity will have Positive Prime. It'll have the TV series. It'll have a marketplace, which is all positive. <laughs> no, whatever's in there, yeah. probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it'll be promoting the people who are in the show. And we'll be promoting our World Change Forum. So every year we're going to have a World Change Forum, which is kind of the platform for people around the world who are already change makers, already doing incredible things. Maybe people who are great at doing TED Talks on particular topics that are going to be helpful. So it's almost like a... Maybe not a festival is the right word, but it's certainly an engaging f- platform that yeah. people can come and collaborate. And mm. maybe there's VC people there who can help with, you know, and uh, what do you call them? Phil- I was going to say philosophers. Philanthropists. <laughs> philosophers <laughs> yeah, philosophers well, might, might help yeah, too. They might help know. too. <laughs> and actually, I was talking to a doctor of philosophy yesterday. So oh, maybe that's that, why that, my that mind is there. That was an interesting wow. conversation, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah. anyway, there's three components to what we're doing. But essentially the um, ecosystem is bee positivity. And mm. so that is the engine that is sort of yeah, running everything. Awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. So yeah. you've told us about two things that you've been – what was the third? Because you said there were three. So we've got – so bee positivity is the app, which is our ecosystem. Yep. Uh-huh. Then we've got the TV series. TV oh, I didn't yep. tell you what it's called. It's called The Changemaker. Oh, I love great. it. Great. I love Maker. it. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. And so there's going to be a prize. So it's 10 to 12 contestants – who are social entrepreneurs, already have runs on the board like you guys and mm-hmm. uh, and have, um, yeah, and, and actually want to grow and scale. Yeah, love it. And they go through all these different things in this incubator accelerator. There'll be a, like a mansion or a house here on the Gold Coast. Oh, see. Oh, yes, yeah. I know. Hey, awesome. everything's adding up, isn't awesome. it? Awesome. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so that's, so it's going to be kind of an environment where uh, they have the ability to, yeah, Figure out some, learn some new things, um, or try new things. There's going to be some fun fantastic. stuff. I included. absolutely I know, love, I love that, that idea. I do as well. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. St- there needs to be more stuff like that available. And um, I just I just think who, that the, the whole concept is fantastic. Yeah. All right. One more sort of, uh, they're all serious questions, but <laughs> one more here. Um, you mentioned before about your TEDx. Yeah. We loved it. We thought it was great. Talk to us about that experience, about about doing your TEDx and, and preparing for that and yeah. how that... So, uh, good question. So, um, I actually pre-recorded it. Mm-hmm. Uh, d- <laughs> how many takes? Maybe a dozen takes. <laughs> uh, so, thankfully, I wasn't actually in front of a stage of people. Um, I had 
you know, my script. And so I was running through my script um, that was in a, what do you call them? One teleprompter. Those, teleprompter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was, it was good. And <laughs> actually, I'm going to share this. So on the day of release, I don't know if you guys remember, when it came out, uh, I noticed, because I went onto YouTube, because that's where the video format mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. and I typed in the name and it brought up two videos. And I was like, oh, this one's live. It's like, oh, why, am, why is my thing live? And, and it said Ted something, and I thought, oh, maybe TEDx have actually picked it up as, you know, one of the, you know, top new yeah. TED Talks for the week, and yeah. we're going to talk about it. Yeah. And I thought, oh, wow, this is amazing. So I clicked on it. No. This is a person who decides to, it must be his, I don't know, thing he does on YouTube where he yeah. basically rips to shreds TED Talks. Yeah. And, what yeah. the, and this, this is actually the whole reason why I thought this was a good question yeah. to ask you because mm. I want to know how you mentally deal with somebody doing that. For something that you've put your heart and soul into, how did you, how did you, Overcome, which I'm sure something that I'm sure felt like shit. Um, like that's you did such a wonderful job. You were talking about amazing things, and you'd obviously put a lot of work and energy into it. How did you deal? Find the resilience to deal with it. So again, perspective, yeah, right? Exactly. Because the first thing was yes, I initially had a meltdown. <laughs> yeah, as as your human yep, nature, you, you have to yeah. experience all the emotions before you can deal with something. That's yeah. just that that is the way you deal with it. It's um you know that's expected. So my coach at the time was James Whitaker, and James Whitaker, people might know his dad is Noel Whitaker. Mm. Noel Whitaker is like a financial guru mm-hmm. here in Australia. Yeah. yeah. And James, um, he's written books like Think and Grow Rich, The Legacy, um, Andrew Carnegie's Mental Dynamite. He's an incredible, incredible Mm. human. Has a podcast, funny enough, called Win the Day, which has incredible guests. If you haven't checked it out. Yeah, I have heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So James, yeah, my one-to-one coach at the time, he was the first port of call because I thought if anyone's going to know how I should deal with this, (laughs) it's James. (laughs) So I contacted him and he said, let me have a look at the video. And he went and watched it and he said, honestly, I'm not telling you this because you're my client and friend. He said, that was a load of garbage. Mm. He said, there were some, th- some things in it you could take from it. But he said, I wouldn't bother watching it. Because I only watched, I only listened to like maybe five minutes, maybe not even five minutes. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. it's confronting, you yeah. know, when someone's yeah. basically saying, I think the one word that, or the one statement that stuck in my mind, he said, this is a word salad. Yeah. And wow. I'm imagining, I don't know, but I'm imagining a word salad is <laughs> a jumbled up words. Jumbled up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jumbled yeah. up in a bowl. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure my, my talk was not a word salad. But yeah. what did I take from it? Well, what I took from it was, number one, do I think I can do better next time? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it inspires me and it has inspired me. When I do my in-person TED Talk, uh, I'm going to be studied to the max. I'll know yeah. my speech like it's... Yeah something that I've delivered a million times. I think often reading a, a, a teleprompter can make you very stiff and yeah. it takes out the the authenticity and then it just being natural with something. So it, it can be quite hard to deliver something when you're when you're doing that. Well yeah. and, and I think that and again, you know, I wasn't big on watching a lot of TED talks and so the ones I watched, I thought there was a certain pattern of the way that they talk. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I thought, oh, I'll follow the pattern. Yeah. Just seem like I'm doing the TED talk. Yeah. But actually, that's what I'm not going to do next time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I'm going to be so. more like we're doing right now, but mm-hmm. I will have rehearsed and yes. I'll have it in my mind. Yeah. 
And whether I use it all or not doesn't really matter because no one knows my speech other exactly. than me. Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter. And, so and I think I think sometimes with opportunities like that, we overthink them so much that we become our own worst enemies. Yeah. That that something which could actually be perfect or as near perfect as possible becomes becomes an issue for us because we're doing things that aren't actually natural to us. So yeah. um, so whilst the content you could be sharing is fantastic, the way that you're doing it can be off-putting. And, um, and, and, and yeah, and I, and I think that happens for a lot of people. It's, w- it's why, you know, performance as an athlete, performance in any kind of high-performance job, if you spend your whole time overthinking it, you affect your performance dramatically, that the stress that you put on yourself actually turns everything around and turns it into something you don't want it to be. So mm. um, it, it's as you said, perspective and the ability to take the positives from you know, something that could be perceived as a negative is actually really, really important at this, at this point so that you can continue working towards the goals that you actually foresee yourself as being able to achieve. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, and there's two other parts I'll finish with this, which is number one, James said to me, remember, and you'll, you'll like this, remember... You're in the arena. He's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many TED Talks do you think this guy's done? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I can tell you how many he's done. Yep. Absolutely. Sorry, zero. that was a zero. <laughs> that was a zero. <laughs> yeah, not yeah, six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was zero. <laughs> that's but the, it's true. That's the thing we talk about a lot is mm. that there are so many, for lack of a better term, keyboard warriors out there. Yeah. And particularly on YouTube, everyone has, a, you know, everyone has an opinion. You know, yeah. and they're not necessarily good ones, no. but you know, everyone has a has an opinion, and um, and you know, with social media and YouTube, and you know, um, people are able to, you know, just get out there mm-hmm. and you know, spruik what they yeah, think, yeah. and exactly. and that, and a lot of people, if you'll excuse the expression again, but a lot of people don't care if they shit on other people and what they're doing. You know, it's it's almost like it. That sounds very smelly. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> like they almost <laughs> they almost <laughs> wear the ability. To do that like a badge of honor, you know, yeah, it's, um, yeah, yeah, it's like what they, yeah. All right, couple of really quick last questions that we ask all our guests and super super quick super, questions. Super it's quick supposed, ones. It's supposed to be our quick fire round. It never ends well, up I'm being Superman. that way, but. <laughs> 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 all right, uh, what is one thing you would do if fear wasn't a factor? What is one thing I would do if fear wasn't a factor? Um, that's a great question, isn't it? So many things, so many things. What would I do? One thing, fear wasn't a factor. I would, mm, again, the reason I'm I'm stuck is I'm thinking, Mm. oh, I would travel the world and go and do these different things. And part of me thinks, oh, but hang on, what about your responsibilities? Um, What's one, I, I don't know, because the interesting thing is, when I think about it, there's not too many things I haven't done that mm. I feared yep. um, because I know that if you're fearing something, uh, it's actually a positive. Yeah. Yep. So, so you're actually given the exact answer that I give to ah. this question when people <laughs> when people <laughs> ask me if fear wasn't a factor. For me, if I scared if I'm scared of something, I go out and do it because yeah. the it, the best things come on the you know once you work past your comfort zone and it, it's very very true so if you if you if you're scared of something just make yourself do it because generally only ever positive things will come from that so yeah well, I, I love that as an answer you <laughs> know and and on that my ted talk uh i didn't go out looking to do a ted talk it came to me mm. awesome and i said to myself oh, i don't know if i'm ready for it i went ah oh, 
Okay. Yeah. You, then you're ready. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah, if, yeah, if, absolutely. If you're doubting it, just fucking do it. Just yeah. go for it. What's the worst thing that can happen? It, like, seriously, what's yeah. the worst thing that can happen? If it doesn't go right, then you go back, you reanalyze, uh, you analyze, and you reapply those learnings to do it again. So it, yeah. it, uh, the, the only thing that can happen is you learn and you grow from it. So it's, it's a positive thing. Yeah. All right, go on. Next one. All right. Uh, what is something about you that people might be surprised to know? Uh, I used to be a, uh, I was going to say competitive. No, I used to do rollerblade demonstrations. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Is it really funny that I've now got vision, visions <laughs> in my head of you wearing like a fluoro headband and just being uh, like all, yeah, that's really cool. No. I love it. And, you know, and you've got knee, knee pads in your art. <laughs> knee high socks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, yeah. I didn't have the knee pads and the elbow pads because yeah. I didn't want to look like a dork. <laughs> and so you preferred to kill yourself. Yeah. and End up, end up disabled like that. <laughs> I could have like the amount of bumps oh, and grazes. Oh, like uh, my mum my is very much um, she's a roller skater and she's very much of the opinion that she looks stupid wearing things so didn't wear arm pads and broke her elbow and now she's learnt from that oh, experience that yeah. that you have to oh, wear the oh, protection sure I, <laughs> I never used to I've, I, I have a skateboard you, you, a, a you never used to skate no you've never skated <laughs> you, you I mean I have your legs have, have never worked I have three skateboards now thank yeah, you no, but you just you kind of three. just went you never used to skate and do a three skateboards. Yeah, God knows. I have one long board, one short board, and one electric board. Oh, <laughs> they are so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Skate, skateboarding. Oh, is yeah. Super but fun. I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't use elbow pads until um, I got the electric board. And now I know why, because that thing hoots along. Yeah. Hoots. It's crazy. Yeah, that's the second time in two weeks that you've oh used that I word, hooting know. along. It hoots along. <laughs> All right, carry on. All right, last one. Uh, this is the last one. Uh, what does inclusion mean to you? Yeah, so we, we ask all of our guests yeah. guess this question because, you know, obviously we're people with disabilities. We want to know what your stance is on inclusion, what you what you think about it. There's no yeah. right or wrong a answer here, by the way. Oh, I know that. And even if I had an answer that I thought might make you pissed off, I'd, t I'd still tell you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Good, because that's yeah, what we want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so I, I think you guys know me pretty well, yes. like as in how I feel about inclusion. Yeah, yeah, not just. With able-bodied or not, it's, you know, trans, it's mm -hmm. LGBTQT. And hence why we're talking about, the only thing I can think of is me talking about being the, the gayest straight yeah, guy going yeah, around. Yet, it's like, it's not in my DNA to, you know, want yeah. to be exclusive. And yeah. so, And anybody who knows you knows, sorry to yeah. interrupt, but anybody who has met you for five minutes is, sorry, I'm going to speak properly in the microphone because <laughs> I'm sounding funny, but anybody who's who's met you for five minutes knows that about you. But anyway, I'm s sorry to interrupt. but No, you can yeah. interrupt anytime. Yeah. So, yeah, so, Adam, that's right. Like, mm. So b the inclusion for me is that everyone gets an opportunity. Yeah. yeah. And so mm -hmm. it's like give everyone the opportunity. Mm -hmm. And like even talking today, you know, I actually think – Diversity is actually a positive. Oh, 100%. You, know, you actually yeah. have something that we don't. Yeah. Or, the, sorry, able-bodied person might have over mm -hmm. someone in a wheelchair yeah. because you and I, or the, the three of us, <laughs> you and I, the three <laughs> of us, I'm tr treating you like one person. <laughs> oh, most people think that of us, <laughs> I think. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, we often speak together and do shit together and go, what the fuck? <laughs> Here comes the twins. Yeah, I yeah. know, right. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, so as I was saying, I think, you know, you have an ability to have something different. You know, mm -hmm. when I think about any anyone or anything that is really successful, 
or you know has rave reviews or does things out of the ordinary it's usually the things that are different and mm -hmm. unique yeah. and unusual mm -hmm. and so that's why i love that you guys teach you know a lot of the work that you do because you're not just out there racing wheelchairs and training yeah. people to race yeah. wheelchairs yeah. you're actually doing things to help people understand inclusion but yeah. also understand actually this is how you can upgrade your life yeah, awesome. they can improve how you feel yeah. happiness joy yeah success whatever that might be yeah well we've discovered it in our lives and we just want other people to have those same opportunities regardless of you know what background they come from or or, or who they are or what their abilities are or you know their gender or anything so um, we also are all, all about diversity not just for people with disabilities but just everybody everyone deserves a seat at the table so exactly. and, and their voice to be heard anyway that's excellent i know Mr. Thank Brett D. Scott, thank you very, thank very you. much. Thank you. So we we have the superchargedfreedom.com uh, link up there on the live now, and we'll make sure that that goes up on the on the on the um, on the podcast when it's released. Thank you so much for joining us. It's, hey, here's here's something extra. Ooh, oh, please. go go go! <laughs> do it. Here's something extra. So anyone that gets to the end of this recording, like we're doing now, mm -hmm. or video, depending on what they're what format they're using yeah uh the first person no, actually i'm going to say the first three people that reach out to you and say i loved listening to that guy whatever his name was <laughs> Brett, <laughs> scott brett d um <laughs> scott get brett. A, i'll mail him out a copy of my book oh, oh love it. awesome yeah. thank and you guys this, this is this is a wonderful offer from brett here we've mm -hmm. we've read his book it's fantastic it, is awesome. it will teach you so much and um yeah so so make sure you jump on and do that because uh you know you're lucky people here. Hey, and lucky it's a people. test because that's why I left it till the end. Yeah. I thought, I like let's it. see who gets to the end of the yeah. recording. Let's see <laughs> just who, who sticks around. You're yeah. all going to get to the end, right? <laughs> exactly. So you, you know this needs to stay on for the rest of the show too, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, thank you so much for coming in and driving cool. all the way down from the Sunshine Coast to well, very, join very us much today. Appreciate we it. Very much appreciate mm -hmm. it. And we will be seeing you again soon. We will. Well, that was a bloody great interview wasn't that it that was so cool and i just yeah you two were just oh, so i'm just sitting back going yeah this is awesome <laughs> i really enjoyed dr drinking to brett <laughs> cheers buddy <laughs> i really oh enjoyed talking to brett he's a he's a great he's guy he's such a good guy yeah. i can you know i just yeah he's so knowledgeable and he he's just he's he's so giving with with uh, his thoughts and absolutely and, uh, and, and, and his, his knowledge, his knowledge he's, and he's a very knowledgeable guy and um He's yes. such an unassuming guy too. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so we, we <laughs> that interview ended up <laughs> stretching far longer than we'd mm -hmm. we'd expected, which isn't a bad thing because mm -hmm. it was full of information. So we've decided to do the sh the rest of the show a little bit differently today. We're not going to be doing all our usual segments. We'll mm -hmm. keep those till the next episode in two weeks. Yeah. But we are going to have a little chat about a couple of things from the from the last. Um, this yeah. is this is doing the show on the fly. I know, right? I well, know. Yeah. We're astute professionals. Here. <laughs> we are well th th that that because we had so much great uh stuff to talk yeah, about exactly. with Brett um we just kept it going yeah and we you know we we loved on this but we don't want to make you guys sit here for two hours and listen to us <laughs> yeah, dribble on exactly either. So right we're gonna we're gonna 
cut this one a little bit short and talk about a couple of things we well, do. It's not going to end up being short because the interview no. was so long, but we are <laughs> going to sort of cut out um, a few of the segments. But like, so as we were saying at the start of the show, we did, we both did Brisbane, Brisbane Marathon yes, on the we weekend. Did. Yeah. How's your body feeling? I'm feeling really good. I was a bit sore. I was a little bit sore on the, on Monday, which was yeah. the day after. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, I'm feeling real like I, I've okay. done a couple so c- of... Can we just point out that you did 10Ks in your, in your day chair? I did 10Ks yeah, in, at, at in this festival. chair. Yeah. Um, so uh, in Brisbane and around <laughs> the Botanic Gardens area, uh, Ivory Street and... Up, and to the, up to the Story Bridge. Over the Story Bridge, back around. Yeah. So for, for those of you that don't know Brisbane, Brisbane is one hell of a hilly city. Yes. They're, they're really... that. The marathon course, the entire marathon circuit. So I did the full 42K. Let's put a, let's put a city like Brisbane on a hill. That's a great idea. <laughs> uh, um, I did the full 42K and there's about two kilometres of flat the entire course. There's, yeah. there's, it is just hill after hill after hill after incline. The bridge is about gradient. the flattest part of it. I know. <laughs> after, after, after gradient, after mm-hmm. hairpin turn, after mm-hmm. it just – it's. It's it's a great marathon to be part of. The support on course is amazing. Atlas events that run that so run good. Brisbane. Uh, you've got your hat on today. That, Brisbane that, marathon um, that run the Br- the Brisbane marathon are fantastic, and yep. it's a very inclusive event for anyone interested in doing it. But just be aware, it is a challenge and a half. Yeah, it is. It's it is. How it, did you pull up after it? Uh, funnily enough, really good. Yeah. Um, my, 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 you I did had, 42. I so. did 42. My, I didn't have any DOMs. I I didn't feel sore. I was a little bit stiff. I know. But I'm surprised, to be honest. I was expecting to be dying. Yeah. But what I will say was about 20 kilometers into the course. So just as we've come up to the, um, to the end of the first loop, because it's a two-loop course, yeah. um, I I physically, uh, mentally, I was done. I was like, I need out of this. I don't want to do the second lap. I mm-hmm. don't think I've got it in me. Um, I was in extraordinary pain just because in a racing wheelchair, you're bent forwards for yeah. you know, two to three hours, whatever. Um, and the, the extra pressure on the hills on my lower back was just, I, I mean, I had tears rolling down my face. I was mm. in that much pain. And the compression of your hips, f- because racing wheelchairs, they are millimeter tight. Yeah. So if you put on half a kilo, you, you're kind of... It makes you know about compre- it. Yeah. Mm. And I have. I've put. I've probably put on like a kilo or two of, of weight over the sprint season. Mm. And, um, you know, because it's less endurance, less calories yeah. every day. I, I barely eat anything. I can't change my diet because I don't eat enough as <laughs> it is. Um but yeah, so I was I was in extraordinary pain, and I I have zero idea how I actually got myself through that second loop. But you did. I did. But you did. I it. just made myself do it. I have no, I, st- I just don't know how. But there you go. I, th- I think the frustration for me as well, getting up the hills, they're yeah. very very steep, and when you're in a wheelchair, you you give yourself resting time, going downhill, just letting go and picking up speed. It's yeah. fantastic. But of course, that course was so full of runners, um, especially once the 10k runners <coughs> joined the course, that there just wasn't anywhere to get up any speed yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. um actually i reckon that leads us into our more of the day segment yes it does i shall hit the button do it i'm gonna hit the button do it i'm gonna dance it's, it's 
It's the moment of the day. Yes. And I, I think the moron of the day should be you because you just knocked yourself out on the microphone. <laughs> Didn't <laughs> knock myself. No, out. I know. So anyway, what I was saying obviously was it was really, really difficult to um, get downhill because yeah. what was actually happening was the all the runners, the able-bodied people, were just oblivious. Absolutely, not all of them. Uh, a lot of them. A lot of a lot them. of them were were completely oblivious to wheelchairs or anyone being on course. So we had lead cyclists. Both you and I had a cyclist going out in front of us to move runners out of the way yeah. to make sure you know to the safety on course. Make sure nobody gets hurt, which is absolutely fantastic. My cyclist had a siren, the loudest <laughs> thing you could possibly hear, <laughs> and yet still. People wouldn't move out of the way. Yeah. And uh, racing wheelchair, you're going pretty damn fast down those yeah, down 40 hills. 40-odd Ks, 40, 50 Ks an hour down the hill. Um, especially if you've got a, a long steep hill. Yeah. And um, uh, and you just don't have the... the you don't have the same There's control. There's no ability to stop in no. a hurry. That's There's for no sure. ability to stop in a hurry, and it's very, very. They're very difficult to steer. The yeah. It's very hard to move yourself out of the way of a, or out of an obstacle. Yeah. So you, I have a lead cyclist ten meters in front of me. You had one in front of you, mm-hmm. shouting at people, put you know, getting sirens going so people are aware. But these fuckers just <laughs> weren't moving. Now. It's not th- it's not so much me I'm worried about or or, or you I don't care about you no I'm joking. Hey. <laughs> I mean your legs are already missing what difference is it going <laughs> to make? <laughs> but it was they're going to get seriously hurt if a vehicle fast moving vehicle runs into those legs. Well I think what we need to specify is that the the ones we're talking the the runners we're specifically speaking of are the ones that had Earphones. Tunes in their ears. Because yeah, okay. I don't know I that we just, specified No, I was just getting oh, you, to that bit. You, you jumped in before I Sorry. had the chance. I was just... I was just Fuck me. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, no, so anyway, what happens when you're out on a marathon course is a lot of the runners, a huge number of runners, wear earphones with the tunes pumping really, really loud, which is cool, and I understand that when you're out running loud. Yeah. The problem is you're, you have no idea of and no awareness of what's going on around you yeah. and and i'm not talking about just from the chance that there could be wheelchairs around that you know there's lead cyclists around for the fast for yeah. the for the elite runners at the front there's also often mothers with prams or you know fathers with prams yeah. people pushing um you know, people with disabilities in yeah. in their wheelchairs there there are Many, many obstacles, which mean that you really need to have an awareness of what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. Not have you know, just wear one earphone, maybe not yeah. two, but you you have no clue. Like I said, these the, my lead cyclists had a freaking siren, and yet there were people that were totally oblivious to my existence and his existence Mm. um it's just Mm. it's crazy and it's dangerous it's dangerous for our safety but even more so for the runners safety you know long distance runners that they'll often tell you they'll get into a zone and that you know Mm -hmm. it's a focus and they're you know it's almost like a trance i guess Mm. a a lot of people so they're oblivious they're they're sort of focused and there's they're not all that aware of what's going on around them anyway so throw some headphones on top of that yeah and um yeah and like See, I'd actually thought that it well, it might be discouraged. I actually thought that a lot of races banned people from 
having yeah. them. But basically, no. I don't know how well Basi- that works for them. Basically, no, it yeah. doesn't. It, 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 they aren't banned. They're discouraged. Yeah. And, and I think that's where the issue is. I'm not sure that it should be allowed. Uh, no. I, I get wanting to listen to music, you know, especially if you're a person that takes, you know, five, six hours to do a marathon, that yeah. having the, that music there, it keeps you going, it keeps 100%. you motivated, it keeps you boosted on, on a long day. But at what point <coughs> does personal safety of everyone yeah. you know of, of every single person out on that course need to be taken into account yeah. because if if there even if there's some kind of emergency emergency services around some you know some kind of accidents happen you're not going to be aware of that because you can't hear yeah. um hear what's going on around you we we had a couple of instances where i was hurtling down a hill in this chair mm. in the race and my lead cyclist that i had who was awesome by the way um, was you know yelling at people to you know move, pull to the pull to the right or pull to the left or yeah. whatever, um, and they were ignored. So he was literally riding his bike to the side of them, having to tap them on the shoulder yeah. to make them aware of what was going on. Yeah, or, or th- people would move out of the way for the cyclist and then move directly back where they were, so that by the time you got there, yeah, you they were in your way as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, mm. that happened to me. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's um. <sighs> Yeah, just guys, if if you're a runner and you're going to be out on course wearing earphones, maybe have the music far far quieter or just wear one earphone because you're going to make it much safer for everybody if you do that. And at the end of the day, especially me in a racing chair going at really to- really high speeds, I don't want to be responsible for hurting someone, no. for injuring them, for taking out their legs from underneath them mm. when they're trying to run a marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a unique situation in that I guess as well in that this was. There was a there was a hill about a k into the start of this one. Well, there was for me, and I think yeah, I think there was w- it was yeah. the same for you as well. So you know, we were we're fortunate. We were given a, a bit a three minute start mm-hmm. um, pr- before the runners. But when you're facing a hill or one k into it, they catch you. Yeah, yeah. So, so we had runners with us mm. the entire. Well, so you know, I, I'm I'm often ahead of the runners, but it's um, in this case because the hill was so close to the start and the hills are so steep and slow going, and that was the steepest hill on the course yeah, yeah. <laughs> right at the start. Oh yes, it, it, was. it meant I was in with the runners straight away. Yeah. So it's um it, it becomes problematic. But mm. yeah, guys, just maybe um think about that when you're out on course. Yeah. But that's going to lead us into this. A, uh, leads us into our next one. I mean, we've done this well today. We have. <laughs> Sorry. The kindness virus. The kindness virus. Good job. Thanks. I, d- I don't don't think you've got your English accent down pat there with the with the high pitched female no. voice. No, there is <laughs> way too much sunshine and rainbow shit going on. Oh, but I'm a sunshine and rainbows kind of zombie. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah. You as were a zombie. Actually, we were zombies, we weren't were. we? Was that, have we spoken about this on the show? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, we'll, maybe we'll I think maybe we did. But if we yeah. didn't, we're going to be posted. Oh, yeah. We did. We, we spoke about it on the show. Ah, because we'll show. post them. Yeah. yeah I will, will. I know. And I know I said I'd post some photos. I will. Yeah. We're going to use will. it in the advertising. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, that'd be cool uh, to put into this. Yeah. Because it's all zombies and. Yes. Anyway. Anyway. Um, cool. Anyway. So I digress. We digress. That's what we do. So. We want to do this, this, dedicate this kindness virus to the lead cyclists out, yes. on, out on course for Brisbane Marathon. Uh, in fact, lead cyclists everywhere, you guys are freaking awesome. You keep us safe. Yes. You keep the runners on course out safe, uh, out on course safe. But you also keep people on track. So when you're out 
um, at the front of the pack yep. and there's no one else around you. Those lead cyclists are the people that keep you going where you need to go because Absolutely. it's not always all that clear <laughs> what direction you need to be taking. No. And I, I read about someone the other day that um, that whisked out, missed out on a gold medal because they had gone a kilometer out of the way and had to come a kilometer oh, back no. because they hadn't realized that um they hadn't oh. realized that they'd look, gone off track look it, it as an athlete it very much pays to know the course and and, and have some idea but they they but they are great at you know just and, and, and it does pay to know the course but certainly as a wheelchair racer your head's down a lot of the time so you yeah. don't always know exactly know, where you are i know my lead rider who was brilliant as i said was uh he was directing, he was saying, okay, yeah. up here, you're going to yes. turn a right, you've got a sharp left here, yeah. um, come down around this corner, you're going to take a hard yeah. right, you know. Um, so I've, I've, I think, I reckon you probably had Chris before he came over to me. Yeah. Um, so he's actually experienced at guiding me. He's, Excellent. He's, he's, um, he's been my lead cyclist. Um, uh, this will be his second occasion because he came mm. over to join me afterwards. But yeah. he's, I I had um, instructed him on how to do that stuff previously mm. because obviously Obviously, as a visually impaired person, yep. um, I, I really, really struggle with a lot with mm. marathons and it, it can be quite dangerous for me. But also having that ability to know exactly where you're going and what those hazards are yeah. can, can make all the difference to your safety and other people's safety on the course. Mm. Now, we got to point out that these elite cyclists, they're volunteers. They volunteer their time to go and, and you know, push yeah. and cycle Absolutely. 42 kilometres with <laughs> you and then also often go back for other other people out yeah. the course yeah, too yeah. that aren't, so aren't some leads. Some so of those guys might be doing 50-odd Ks yeah, in a, exactly. at least. Yeah, you know, and and they're awesome, and they yeah. keep you company, and they keep you safe. And <laughs> I had, I'm sorry, I know that's a real random laugh. Uh, my one of my cyclists, I'm not sure which one it was. I think Chris, maybe he. Um, <laughs> I was I was just coming into the home straight, so I was probably a k and a half away from the finish line, and he at the top of Ivory Street, he decided to, which is a very, very, very <laughs> steep hill, decided to stop and let them know that I was just coming into the finish line. And <laughs> he's he's stopped to make this phone call. And as he has, he has toppled over, arse over tit. Oh, now, no. whilst, whilst I shouldn't laugh because he could have gotten hurt. Was he was okay, though? He was okay. He was okay. Oh, let me good. point out here. I wouldn't be laughing about it now if he wasn't. I hope not. Uh, but <laughs> maybe I would. I'm a bitch <laughs> like that. But <laughs> he just toppled. Like, he had his feet in his cleats, so mm. wasn't um, – so oh, didn't have no. – I, I must have forgotten to yeah. take them out or something. I don't know what happened, but he just he – just fell just fell to the side and it was just like a sack of shit falling over and it was it was you, the funniest thing i can't say that but it was hilarious i don't oh know my how, God. i don't know how else to explain it. it it was the funniest thing i've ever seen in my life so i was i was partially horrified and mortified that that had happened i'm like i'm okay dude uh, um, are you okay dude but in the same vein i was pissing myself laughing because <laughs> it was so funny i I don't consider myself a claustrophobic person, but in a weird way, oh, I yeah. think I think having feet, and not that I've got any feet either, right. but I would imagine having your feet on the pedals and not being able to get them off as needed. I mean, you can with cleats, but you've got to do it the right way. Yes. That would that would give I'll me that. I, I don't I do not I would that give you the heebie jeebies Yes, like even thinking about it now, I'm yeah. like, I can't do it. Not so that I could do it now anyway, but no. yes. 
so lead cyclists, you guys and and support cyclists and uh, you guys are the unsung heroes of those races. And um, I'm scratching my arm and it's really irritating you, it isn't is, it? It is, because all I can see in my eye line is your finger going, will you stop? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. But, but you guys really are the unsung yes. heroes of these events. And uh, you... You probably aren't old enough, but uh, are very, very much appreciated yes, and uh, a huge part of what makes these events a success for us yeah. and and is and, and is enjoyable Absolutely. and, possi- and, and possible. possibly stop us yeah. from and uh, stop us from living, stop us from dying. Yeah, stop <laughs> us from living. I'm all about that one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, that's it. That's today's show. I um. Uh, we we have gone on gone over we by have. one hell of a lot but today. But wasn't it worth but it? But it was worth yeah, it. So it but that's why we're trying to just get through this last bit because um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we've probably gone over by about half an hour. Yeah, about that. Anyway, but that's all good. Cool. It well, was awesome to speak to you all again. If, if you like uh, if you like what you heard uh, and uh, you want to follow us, jump on social media on Instagram on Facebook. You can find us at. Uh, on Facebook, we're, we are Two Cripples, One Pair of Legs podcast. On Instagram, we are Two Crips dot One Pair of Legs. I always throw that to you, and you always like. Oh, no, it's because you say both of them at the same time, and I, I like you. you oh, go, cool. oh, Instagram and Facebook, and, and I'm like, oh, hang on, which one do I say first? <laughs> <laughs> so jump on, uh, give us a like, give us a follow. Um, if you are wanting to connect with Mr. Brett D. Scott, um, we will put some details in. Superchargefreedom.com. Yes. yes. And uh, connect will. with him. Amazing guy. And um, and for those guys that are there now, don't forget his offer. If you want a copy of his book, which is amazing, don't forget to let us know that you watched to the end and what you enjoyed about the show. Three people, three books on offer here. Um, next week... We have um, the on on the live will be Julie Lindsay, who yep. is a wonderful woman that's undergone um, cancer treatment and some huge surgeries and um, and is also a bodybuilder. bodybuilder. Just, she's incredible. Yeah. Um, but if you're watching on YouTube or listening to the audio, our next show will actually be with Rachel Condos Field from the Wattle Nest, and um, she's running an athlete empowerment program that's just incredible. Yes. So, for both episodes, make sure you listen whether you're listening live or listening to the recorded, edited versions. I hope you enjoy, and we will see you next time. Peace. Bye. Well, that's a wrap for this week's episode of Two Cripples, One Pair of Legs. As always, we'd like to thank our studio guests for joining us and, of course, to the legends at Podfire for making all of this come to life. If you like what you've heard or even if we've offended the shit out of you but you still want to hear more, make sure you hit the subscribe button and also check out our Insta page, twocrips.onepairoflegs, and you'll be the first to know when a new episode drops. <laughs>